One of the churches at where I served my curacy in Southampton, St. Paul's, their center stained glass over the altar was a depiction of the ascension of Jesus. And it was a lovely stained glass, don't get me wrong, but I've never seen, or very rarely I should say, a picture of Jesus' ascension that doesn't look kind of silly. And what I mean by that is if you've seen pictures of the ascension, it's usually Jesus kind of in the sky, hovering above the ground with the disciples kind of looking up at him in awe and shock. It's not a story that really translates well, I think, into a visual medium. It's one of those things that you just had to have been there and then it's hard to replicate. Because the artwork and the stained glass, as beautiful as they may be, kind of looks silly. If you don't believe me, go home tonight and Google artwork of Jesus' ascension. And maybe I'm wrong and maybe it's just me. But I did it the other day and I giggled because the pictures just look funny, right? And usually Jesus has this kind of odd look on his face of amusement or heavenly bliss or something, but it just comes across as being kind of silly. And we may be thinking, well, it's a Thursday night. Seems kind of silly for us to be in church. A story of Jesus floating off into the clouds. It just doesn't have the same panache or punch as the nativity or the resurrection or even the crucifixion. And yet, we celebrate Ascension Day even on a Thursday, 40 days after Easter, and wouldn't you know it, every year, doesn't matter what date that Easter falls on, 40 days after Easter is always on a Thursday. And we celebrate the Ascension because of its importance. We celebrate it on a Thursday because it's an important feast day. Now, it's convenient to move feast days around and to put them on Sunday, but you are blessed or cursed with a rector who actually believes in the power of the liturgical calendar. And so, what I'm getting at in all of this is, despite the failure of artwork, I think, to do the, the story of the Ascension justice, despite a Thursday evening service, which is not the most ideal time for a service, the Ascension remains important in the life of the church for a number of reasons. The first thing is, when we talk about the life of Jesus, we talk about, of course, his nativity, Christmas. We talk about his ministry. But then, when we talk about the events of Holy Week, that central aspect of the church's calendar, we often talk about Jesus' passion, his death, and his crucifixion. But have you ever noticed in the Eucharistic prayer, and in the Apostles and Nicene Creed, it does give specific mention to the ascension of Jesus. And the creeds are very sparse in their language. They wouldn't tell us that the ascension is important if it wasn't. So if the ascension of Jesus was unimportant to the life of Christians, they wouldn't have included it in there. Because the creeds are the foundational statement of belief for all Christians. And so the ascension gets mentioned in the creeds. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. In our Eucharistic prayers, it always talks about Jesus' death, resurrection, and glorious ascension. 
So what's the big deal with the ascension? Why does it matter? Why does it get that attention in the scriptures? Mark mentions it, Luke mentions it twice at the end of his gospel and as Don read at the beginning of Acts. It's actually kind of an important foundational event. But as I said, it's one to easy to overlook because it doesn't have the same drama and excitement. It's kind of like Jesus is there and then poof, he's gone. It's very anticlimactic. But there was a picture when I googled pictures of the ascension that did make an impact on me, and I shared it on the, the parish uh, Facebook group. It's a picture of Jesus surrounded in light, kind of like a whirlwind. You know that story of Elijah, when he is caught up in the chariots of fire and the whirlwind and going up? We actually read it this morning at morning prayer. And it's a foreshadowing, or a, a getting a foreshadowing of Jesus' own ascension into heaven. But what struck me was not just the, the fire surrounding Jesus, obviously reminiscent or um, symbolic of the fire of the Holy Spirit, but the shape of the fire that around was around Jesus, whether I don't know if this is intentional by the artist or not, was the shape of a chalice. And that's significant because think of what we do in our own liturgical expression as Anglicans. We begin the Eucharistic prayer saying what? Lift up your hearts. Ascend them, lift them up. We lift them to the Lord. What else does, do I do toward the end? I lift up the chalice and the bread. We are ascending them and symbolically when I do that, we are also joining ourselves to that great sacrifice that we are offering, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving our participation in the very death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. That's what the Eucharist is all about. All three of those events all bound together. Because when we talk about the crucifixion, we are automatically talking about the resurrection, and when we are talking about the crucifixion and the resurrection, we are indeed automatically talking about the ascension. You see, the Christian life is exactly that. It's a life of ascending. It's a life of lifting up our hearts to God. The weight of the world can be burdensome. We know this. The suffering, the tragedy, what happened in Texas, like that weighs us down, even if it doesn't affect us directly. The suffering of other people can weigh us down. The burdens and cares and worries and anxieties of life can wear us down and hold us down. But the Christian life is one of ascending to God. Not saying these burdens and sorrows and sufferings are unimportant, because they surely are. But learning to commit them and ourselves to Christ, the one who can lift us up. Out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord, says the psalmist. Lord, hear my cry. Lord, lift me up out of the mire. Lift me up out of the deep waters. Lift me out of the mess that I have found myself in. And so we learn to lift up our hearts because that's the place where Jesus is. That's the place where we need to be. We are made for God and we need to find ourselves in the company of God of where he is. And so the ascension is powerful 
not just as a symbolic reminder of our Christian vocation to lift up our hearts in prayer and in thanksgiving and in petition, but also because that's the place where Jesus is. He sits at the right hand of God, meaning that's the place of authority. But that's the place where he is closest to God. And of course God the Son would be next to God the Father in the company of the Holy Spirit, right? That's exactly what we profess to believe. But what that means is that Jesus, the Son of God, who sits at God the Father's right hand, is right there interceding for us on our behalf. So when we are weighed down by the cares and the burdens of the world, we know that our high priest is right there in heaven, praying for us, interceding for us, with the Holy Spirit who prays for us with sighs and groans that are too deep for words. So we lift up our hearts. Sometimes that means letting go of the things that burden us. Sometimes the the anxieties and the fears need to be let go of. But sometimes we just need to turn them over to the hands of God and say, God, help take them away to lift me up. Poet T.S. Eliot says, you begin at the end. And that's an important theological point that he's making because the Christian life begins at the end and the end is always Jesus and Jesus is always interceding for us on our behalf. So we begin where he is because that's ultimately where we want to be. In the full fellowship of God, face to face, in the company of all his saints, in the glory of heaven. And so we learn to lift up our hearts that where Christ is, we also may be. And that's not just to say this is an end of the life thing when we're going to heaven. This is also a here and now thing amidst the burdens and cares of life. Cast your cares on the Lord, for he loves you and cares cares for you, and he will lift you up. Thanks be to God.